Hello again and welcome to That's What She Said, the Jimmy Softball Podcast. This is University of Jamestown Sports Information Director Ryan Michelson, and on today's show, head coach Kevin Gall interviews former Jimmy first baseman Emily Newman. All right, thanks Ryan. Welcome to the Jimmy Podcast. I'm glad to bring you today's show for Ryan. My name is Kevin Gall and you are listening to That's What She Said, Jimmy Softball Podcast, and we're going to talk to Former Jimmy softball player Emily Newman. She lives in Victoria, British Columbia, and she's a financial planner up there. She majored in business while she was a Jimmy. And I want to welcome Emily Newman to today's show. Thanks for being on. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, I've been looking forward to talking to you for a while, and and uh, and coming up is your birthday, so we want to wish you a happy birthday. I don't think I'm going to sing you any songs at the end of the interview, but no um, like I said, you're a financial planner. Tell me a little bit about what you're doing now in the real world. Well, my dad is really happy that I'm using the degree I got at University of Jamestown, but I am now a financial planner. I work with doctors and dentists all across Canada. So I'm still taking courses online to get certain certifications and that'll be ongoing through my whole career. But yeah, I, my day to day is I meet with clients, write financial plans and help out doctors and dentists with their companies. Doctors and dentists. Yes. Nice job, Emily. Mm-hmm. That's great to hear. Great to hear. And I'm sure they like working with you. Um, when when you left us, you left us with this soccer player fella, and uh, <laughs> Sam is his name, correct? Yes. And you guys are living in Victoria, British Columbia, and one of the things that you guys did after you left here is you worked for a while, and I'm assuming you, you saved a bunch of money and you took a trip. Can you tell yeah. us a little bit about the trip and how that trip kind of came about? Yeah, well, we had a couple of big trips. We took a full year of working in restaurants and Sam worked at a bank and we saved a bunch of money. And then we had one full year where it was basically work for seven days a week for a month and a half and then take off for a month or two months. So our first trip was to Europe and we went to England, had a few stops in England, went to Italy, um, had a couple, few days in Amsterdam, um, and that was about a month and a half trip. And then the next big one, we went to Asia, and we started in Thailand, spent about four or five weeks in Thailand, tra- traveling around different islands there, and we had absolutely no plan when we started it, which was really scary for me, because <laughs> I'd never done anything like that, and I am a planner. But we had basically booked a flight there, booked a flight home and had a rough idea of what we wanted to do. So we landed in Bangkok and asked people in the airport how to get on a bus and wandered around Bangkok and started, went around Thailand for about four weeks and then did another four weeks in Vietnam. And it was incredible. It was probably the best trip of my life. And we keep talking about how we want to go back. Jennifer and I, went to Chicago one time and we, we said the same thing. 
we were not there very long and we always said, and that was 20 years ago, 22 years ago, we said, we want to go back and we never, <laughs> we have yet to go back. The highlight was going to Wrigley Field. So we didn't miss out on that, but there was lots of other things that we wanted to do. So what was the best part about that trip? If you, if you could name one thing. Uh, my, we did a motorcycle trip in Northern, Northern Vietnam. It's called the Hajong Loop. And I had never ridden a motorcycle before. So we had heard about this through people at our hostels, got a rough idea of what it was, looked it up online, and we took a, an eight hour night bus way up into the northern part of Vietnam into this tiny little rice village, rented a motorcycle off of this guy on the side of the street, and we took a four-day motorcycle trip through the mountains in northern Vietnam. And it's all, it's pretty much untouched by tourism. It's starting to get a bit busier now because other people have done this loop, but we stopped in four different little rice villages and it was, it was amazing because it wasn't a tourist trip. We were, riding through these little rice villages and we'd have all the local children see us coming through and they'd all run out to the road and wave at us and they'd get really excited if they knew how to say hello in English and we'd all wave back to them. It was kind of like you're riding through a, as a celebrity, but it was, it was really neat. All these little kids would chase you through the village and all yell at you and talk to you. And if we'd stop in a village, it would be just, somebody would open their door and invite us in for tea or make us a bowl of soup. And it was, wow. it was really, really neat. So that's amazing. That's that probably amazing. the highlight. Yeah, that was the highlight. And we met, we met uh, a guy, uh, two friends when we were on our night bus up there. So the four of us stuck together through the whole trip and we got really close and actually we keep in touch. Even now we've met up with them a couple times and, we chat every once in a while, so that's neat. They're from, where are they from? They're from Wisconsin. Oh, no way. Yeah, so we met them, in, met, them, <laughs> met them in Vietnam, and we've seen them since. We had, Ju Juliet came and uh, saw us over in Vancouver. We met up with her for dinner one night. It's kind of neat. We made friends on the other side of the world that we keep in touch with. That is awesome. My favorite part was the, Riding on the elephants. I believe I saw pictures of you guys on elephants. No, we did not ride on elephants because that is bad to do. We did see some elephants. We went to a sanctuary and we got to see some elephants, but we did not ride them. We just went to went to a rescue and got to see them there. So that was really neat. That well, was you did really lots of stuff that I was envious of. I would, I was uh, fired up for you guys. That was a great trip and. Thank you for sharing it on Instagram or Snapchat or whatever you did. That was awesome. Yeah, well, it was a highlight for us. We got a lot of traveling done in a short amount of time, and then we've decided to settle down, and now we keep looking back at our trips and hoping we can do it all again soon. I'm sure you will. How about talking a little Jimmy softball now? I, I want to let people know, and Ryan would be – the first one to correct me on this if I get it wrong, because he'll know all the stats, but you are our doubles leader. You played for us for three years. You transferred here from Frank Phillips in Texas, and and you took over the overall lead in doubles. And I want to say that you led the nation in doubles your senior year. Is that correct? 
I don't know if it was the nation. I know it was NAIA for sure. Well, that's. I don't know if it was all of college or just NAIA, but. We'll I'm say sure my dad, we'll I'm, sure my dad, <laughs> I'm sure my dad would be able to recite you the stats. <laughs> but the the funny thing about that is I think you had six or seven triples that year too. And a few of those, you could have probably stopped at second and been and been pretty good and and uh, added to the total. But well, imagine if I had any speed. <laughs> imagine if I had speed. I could have stretched some of those into triples. It's just, no, walk into second. <laughs> we got you going down the line a little bit. I, I like our, you know, I want you to talk about that. Your, you know, the highlights of your career. I want, I want, uh, I want people to know that that was one of the highlights for me is to watch you swing and, and uh, it was just like a doubles machine out there. But talk a little bit about your softball career and, and, uh, maybe one of the highlights or a couple of the highlights of your career here at Jamestown? Oh, well, I mean, I'm very, I'll say right, first off, I am so, so grateful for my time at Jamestown. After my year in Texas, I was ready to quit softball entirely. And you saved me and got me out of there and gave me three incredible years of playing. So thank you because my pleasure but we had lots of good girls on that team it was it was a lot of fun with all of you yeah I was so grateful for the chance to go to Jamestown because it was amazing it was absolutely amazing and I'm trying to think of a highlight I mean I miss so much just the feeling walking up to the plate and knowing that I'm going to do some damage and just the feeling of confidence and power walking up to the plate. Oh, it was just incredible. So good. And I miss that feeling. I miss it all the time. And I'm what, and now that I'm coaching and I'm watching the girls and I'm coaching play games, I've even had, when I'm coaching, they tell me I have to stand in the dugout behind the fence because as the play is going on, I start walking out onto the field and walking towards the play, just like cheering and yelling and getting into it. I miss being on the field so much. Yeah, I, I tell the girls still, and I, you probably remember me telling you this, you you guys are so lucky, you don't know how lucky you are. And it, it every time I pick up a bat and take some swings just for fun, it's I'm reminded of that. But so we're kind of in the same same boat there. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how you do it. Yeah. It would kill me. <laughs> well, um, how about a best memory with a with a team? Um, you played on three pretty good teams. Um, it could be a good memory or a bad memory. I, just something that maybe sticks out in your mind. Um, one memory. It's the happiest memory ever with the team was when I can't, don't know if it was. Oh, I can't remember what game it was. We were driving back on the bus and you cranked up the music and we had a big sing-along and everybody was standing on their chairs and everyone was chanting and cheering and dancing <laughs> in the bus. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, you know, we were all standing up on our chairs in the bus and bouncing around, but that was always so much fun on the bus when we all got to sing and cheer. Um, one of my favorite game moments 
was probably when you're in South Dakota and uh oh <laughs> yes <laughs> in South Dakota and we were getting ripped off by some umpires and you let them hear it and we weren't playing our best we weren't there mentally and it was a really really hard thing for us all to overcome is get over get over the thought that the umpires were doing it to us and instead take advantage of the pitches we were being given and I remember after you had some choice words and I think got a little handsy with an umpire, you were sent out to the uh, center field uh, parking lot to watch from there. And I remember I hit a home run right out to center field off of a pitcher who I struggled with. And I hadn't hit off of her all year. I really struggled off this one pitcher at Dickinson. Oh, it's awful. And I hit a home run. And when we came in, everyone got all fired up. We were all cheering. And I said to the team, I think we need to get our heads in this. And we need to turn this around. We have to stop making excuses. We have to get it back together. And I feel like everyone got really fired up for the next couple of innings. And it was really, really amazing to see. And I feel like everyone also wanted to have your back because you got kicked out. And we didn't want you to get, we wanted you to get kicked out for a reason. You got your message across and we wanted to hold you up afterwards. And it was kind of neat to feel. Ooh, yeah. do you still have that ball? Hopefully I kept it for you. I probably do, yeah. I've got a couple balls out in the garage that I keep in my gloves. Yeah. Yeah, we learned a lot from that. And we talk about that probably on a yearly basis, just in the, just in the sense of, you know, you, you can't control the umpires and you gotta, you gotta be able to adjust and, and the difference sometimes in games is how well do you adjust and how, how do you conform to what the umpire has given you, you know, mm -hmm. and Dickinson that day for at least the first five innings or whatever it was, uh, they did a better job of not letting the umpires bug them. So, it's you know, in, so you should know that we still talk about you and we still talk about that team with our girls today. And, and uh, you know, you learn from those things. And, and that's kind of the point we, we give them is we're going to continue to learn no matter how long we play this game or no, no matter how long I coach, there's always things to learn. So, yeah, I'll, I'll uh, say that was a memorable day. But... And I think that team was good enough to play in the national tournament and they should have been in the national tournament and just didn't work out for a number of reasons, but, you know, hopefully we can make amends with future teams for you yeah. guys. Um, so with, uh, <clears throat> with that, I think uh, we want to wish you a happy birthday and uh, Wish you and Sam the best, and hope for uh, a time where you can you can come and visit us again. Maybe you and Jeffers can come visit Riley or something. We talk like about that. we talk about it all the time, and we're all waiting for a time when we can afford it and when we can get the time off. We all plan to come back and see you. <laughs> well, that would be great. We could. I'll take you out to dinner wherever you want to go, and and uh, we'll talk about hopefully. Uh, those same things and, and and then a few more things. So thanks, Emily Newman. And I'm gonna send it back to Ryan 
and uh, have a great birthday, Emily. Thanks for Thank being you. with us. Thank you.